Hey, it's Nelly. And it's Juno. And you're listening to Two Addies and Coffee, please. Where we share unfiltered life experiences as young, badass Asian American women with ADHD. Welcome to another episode of Two Addies and a Coffee, Please. Back in episode one, we talked a little bit about our ADHD, how we were diagnosed, and how it affected our past experiences throughout school and work. A lot of you might think that because we talk about this on our podcast that we're highly functional and solved our problems with ADHD. But we're still living in chaos and actually went through crises trying to meet big deadlines. So in this episode, we wanted to chat about where we're at now. For those of you who don't know what ADHD is like, I have a fun few analogies that we'd like to share. And for those of you who know me, I love analogies. So (laughs) for the first one, in terms of understanding distractions and being able to focus, how I would liken it is when you go into a nightclub (laughs) and there's like this loud music, strobing lights, there's the bouncer, the bartender, and everyone's moving in so many different directions. And you're also not all totally there. And I feel like in my head, that's what it's like a nightclub. So you have all of these thoughts and ideas and things just shouting to get your attention, but you can't focus on any single one thing right now. And it usually makes you feel super overwhelmed. And the only time I can actually concentrate is listening to really loud music or music that's really fast beat, heavy metal, EDM, like rave music. And then inside I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like then you can focus. So the chaos outside can mimic the same thing inside. And then that's when I'm like, okay, cool. There's some stability or equilibrium. Other struggles that we have is um, having like really poor working memory and oftentimes being super distracted or overwhelmed. So imagine if you're in a grocery store and you have a list of items that you're trying to get and then someone takes that list and rips it up in front of you. So you're like, oh, right. Like, where do I go now? So you're basically relying on your shitty working memory. And then there's so many people like moving around so many carts, and you don't know where to go or the layout of the store. So basically, all I can think is like, I need to get eggs, 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 eggs. I have to repeat (laughs) that in my head. (laughs) But then if I walk down a different aisle, and I get distracted, and I see like chocolate, I'm not going to remember that I was supposed to be buying eggs. And I think it takes me so much longer to get everything I need and to get out the door and like go cook and whatever, because that wastes all of my energy. Um, So it's not just the grocery store, but every single environment is kind of like that. Just things that suck you in and then you can't get out. (laughs) And then it distracts you from everything that you were initially trying to do, which is super frustrating. Also the same when you have a conversation with someone, if they ask me a question and they talk about something, I have to like repeat the question over and over again in my head. It's like even when we record podcasts or if we talk anywhere, the working memory is small. So we remember what we said for the past like 30 seconds and we have an idea of what we want to say for the next 30 seconds. We have no fucking clue what we talked about two minutes ago, three minutes ago. When I have to think about something or brainstorm about something, if I'm not like writing it as I'm having ideas, I can go in circles or go in different places and not retain anything. So I need like an external record of what my thoughts were. I think it's like having a teeny tiny whiteboard and you've jot things down and notes and to-dos 
and some motherfucker keeps erasing it. But then yeah. everyone else's whiteboard <laughs> is so much bigger and they can write so many more notes and no one is erasing it so they can see all of that. So when people are like, oh, hold that thought, I'm like, what thought? I ha- it's gone now. Like, I'm not holding anything. <laughs> but everyone else can like hold it and put it in their brain somewhere. And then if I ask them like, oh, what was I just talking about? Or like, I'll, I'll tell them like, oh, remind me about this one thing. I need to get water. I'll come back in like two seconds. And I forget like, everything I just said. And they have to remind me. But it's like something I said, which is so frustrating all the time. I hate when people ask me like, what did you just say? Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Were you listening? And then they were like, repeat what I just said. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, what the hell? I am listening. I have it in my head somewhere. So people will tell me things about themselves and have these whole conversations. But then if they say like, oh, I just caught up with Nelly and we chatted. And then someone else would ask me like, what did you chat about? I'm like, I don't know. But then if you ask me like, where did this person get their groceries? Or like... What did they do on Saturday when they were in Hawaii? I'm like, oh, Hawaii. Okay, like this, this, this. But I think mm. it's just so difficult to recall something when you're working on a, like a blank slate. Mm, I agree with that. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like when we give our ADHD interviews, we ask a question and also they have ADHD. We have ADHD. So like I ask a question <laughs> and they say that and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot what you just asked me, LOL. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Something like look at the notes that you're typing. I'm like, oh yeah, they said this and I asked this, but I need that like Google Doc. <laughs> We're still living in chaos and actually went through crises trying to meet deadlines. So we wanted to chat about where we're at now. Nelly, during your crisis, what do you think was the most challenging or like frustrating part of that experience? So to give some context, I'm working on a book and the manuscript was due like last week, Friday, or actually no, Wednesday. Friday was like the last left day that you could submit it in. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I got to get this done. And I open all my Word docs and they're all like scattered everywhere. And I have like my research docs, my interview docs, these large poster board papers are hanging around my wall. I have all these documents and I'm like, how the fuck do I get this shit all together? <laughs> And I think the most frustrating thing is everyone's saying like, oh, you'll get through this. You always make the deadline. And I'm like, okay, sure. Maybe in the past I meet my deadlines and get all this work done. But like, how? How? I'm not a genius. I'm not like <laughs> fucking magical. Like somebody has to do this work somehow. And like the short amount of time period that I have doing this makes it impossible. And I feel like no one understands the difficulties of just sitting down and getting things done. Just doing these minor tasks that seem really easy takes me a really, really long time. So doing a larger project takes me even more time because it's more ambiguous, more abstract. And I don't really know where to start. And you're doing this by yourself or kind of alone. So it's not like anyone can help you. But it just feels like you're drowning and you're like (laughs) paddling. You're barely surviving. And people are like, yeah next lap next lap next lap and you don't have time to breathe (laughs) enough air and I'm always thinking like one day I'm gonna drown and die and I don't know how to like swim well because everyone else around me is like swimming really well and I'm like how the fuck are you doing that how I feel like I can really relate to that I remember I was in a similar situation where I had multiple hundred page slides and documents and I had like a million tabs open and I was reading for like 15 hours a day when I started trying to create the presentation I spent like two hours 
editing the titles of fucking four slides. And when I told my cousin that, she, I think that's when she registered like, oh, I think you have a problem. I was watching a drama where one of the main characters were racing to get to this girl and this other guy was also trying to get there, but he was way further away in a car and he was in a wheelchair and he made it like a few seconds behind him and he was like really fucking exhausted, but it didn't matter because it was a few seconds away. And that's how I feel like is the case for like every time I'm doing work, I feel like everyone started sprinting ahead of me and some people are late, so they're running faster, but I'm like in a malfunctioning wheelchair and it's like out of batteries and it like randomly starts working. And then I zoom there and everything's still fine, but like nobody saw how long I was in a malfunctioning wheelchair, like panicking that I'll ever get there. And also when he was trying to get there and he wanted to call a taxi, like none of the taxis came to him because they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. And I was like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to help you. Oh, I relate to that. Cause I feel like the only people who are helpful were like, Okay, the only person, excuse me, per, not people, person, <laughs> was you. And I feel like it's because we both understand, like, oh, like, what the situation is and how we can actually help. But I feel like everyone else is like, oh, you're fine. I think it's just, like, more energy consuming to explain to people, like, oh, I actually need help. Because they see the outcome and the output and they think you have it great. Like, there's nothing. What do you mean difficulties? I don't see no difficulties. Mm-hmm. And the process to get there, I feel like does matter because it's not sustainable in the long run. And I think like, I didn't realize that when until I was talking to you and you were like, yo, Nelly, I haven't slept in two weeks. And I was like, oh my <laughs> fucking God, bitch, go to sleep. And you're like, no, 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 I gotta go. I gotta do this or my ass is on the line. I gotta get this in for work. And I think like, we were video calling at 2am, we were having a work session and you were like covered in a blanket typing <laughs> and like shivering and like twitching and I was like Are you good and you're like yeah my hands are cold my feet's cold my head hurts like <laughs> i'm cold and you're like but i gotta get this done and then watching you you're like oh yeah and yesterday i fainted i have an appointment with my heart doctor brain doctor all these doctors and i'm like oh cool cool cool, cool. so like <clears throat> You you get this done, your career is good, everything's good, and your physical health is just shit. I was like, yo, <laughs> like you need to like not do that. And I feel like that's a mirror affecting my own life because I'm just like, I don't want to die early. And I feel like going through this entire like unsustainable lifestyle, I am gonna die early. I'm shaving years off of my life to fit into this neurotypical world and this society that does not accommodate for people like us because they're like, ha, fuck you. And I'm like, oh, great, 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 cool, amazing. I think one of the worst parts of having ADHD and like approaching a deadline, especially when trying to balance how much sleep do I get versus like how functional do I want my brain to be, it just started happening randomly like a few months ago. And I don't know why, but I get into these like fucking loops. This happened when I was like editing the four slides where like, I don't know what fucking happens, but my attention span like shrinks to like a few seconds. and the first time it ever happened, I spent from like 11 p.m. to I think like 7 a.m. I didn't go to bathroom. I didn't go anywhere. I was just editing the same few sentences of the same paragraph over and over and over. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like so angry the whole time. I was like, okay, stop. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, okay, one more minute, one more, one more second. And that just kept happening until 7 a.m. Like literally if you like cut my life at 11 p.m., you cut my life at like 7 a.m. and you stitch them together, nothing fucking would change. <laughs> it was the same fucking thing. And like the paragraph was so fucking broken. Like I think in fragments, it's like a goldfish. I don't know. Imagine like having a like, three second memory and trying to write. It's fucking impossible. And you repeat the same thoughts. You repeat the same words. You don't know how the sentence you're thinking right now like started. So you just like repeat it and it goes in circles. And yeah, I was so scared the first time that happened. I was like, oh my God, Nelly said she went on loops before. I don't know if it was this kind of loop, but I was like, 
Oh my fucking god, loops are horrible. It feels like you're programmed, like it's faulty, and you just keep doing the same shit over. And you're like, I'm thinking to myself, stop it, stop it. Mm-hmm. You did this already. Stop it, stop it. And you continue, and like somebody or like a external force needs to come in and like drag you away to break that chain or else i will keep on going and it's just like really frustrating and all i can think about is like you know those video games or like sims character <laughs> and malfunction or like keeps rotating you're like yo what the fuck is that thing doing and it keeps spinning and spinning or like bouncing on the wall or whatever and it was just so frustrating I've been feeling burnout for so long that it just becomes the basis of how I feel, like the underlying feeling that I always come back to. So whenever someone's like, oh, do you need or do you have too much work or how are you feeling? I'm just like, it's the same sort of like like negative feeling of like, I'm so tired and exhausted and my mental health is kind of shit, but it's fine because I have to get this done or that done. And it just feels like it's never enough. And I think one of the Mm -hmm. difficult parts is like balancing like a full-time job and like also working on this podcast and also working on like my book. Everyone is like, oh, like you're doing so much, blah, blah, blah. How do you, how do you handle it all? And I'm like, I am not, (laughs) I'm I'm breaking, I'm not. And I, I don't want to portray that I like, oh, like I'm killing it and I have all my shit together and have all my marbles in my jar. My marbles are all over the fucking place. I'm losing it. (laughs) And I think like a lot of, I guess like students or yeah, college students, they coffee chat me and they're like, oh, how do I do this? How do I get there? And I'm just like, you don't want this lifestyle. Like, come on. Like, I would love to if I could just chill. Like, I would love if I had that quality in me where I can just relax and chill. But I feel like after so many years of like the system conditioning me to feel like, oh, you have to do more, be productive and pump things out just feels like oh everyone else is meeting these standards all this stuff and I'm just like that's so overwhelming I don't know how they do it and then because of comparison you're like oh I could be doing more I could be doing it in a better quality or everything that you're doing is not enough and I feel like I don't give myself enough credit for the things that I am doing despite like having ADHD and all of these other mental health issues that I should give myself more credit, but because I am really critical and I have like these high expectations, I'm just like, this is not enough. This is fucking crap. Like you need to be better. You need to be producing more or doing more. And it just never feels enough. So you're always chasing this thing or this goalpost that is constantly moving as you are moving. And at the end of the day, you just feel miserable all the time because whatever expectations you have for yourself, you're never meeting those expectations. And then my fucking body breaks and then I'm sick and I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I'm dying. I have a fever. I have a cough. I'm going to be out of commission for a few days. And that's the only time I take to like recover or like not do work or think about work because I physically cannot do any work. And I think it's extra hard, especially with ADHD, because like one thing that's difficult is to stick to a schedule and work at the times other people are supposed to work. So like if you're working consistently and doing these steps and executing well, you like meet these general milestones and you see all of your teammates and all of your like peers reaching these milestones. And for the first like, I don't know, 90% of the whole journey, you're way behind. So it's, and it repeats for the next project. 
you're always consistently thinking you're behind. So like whether or not the outcome's the same and everyone is treating you like it was so easy for you, you know that for like most of the duration of this project, for most projects, you're behind. And I feel like when people are suggesting like, wow, you're working so hard, you should take time off. In your head, you're like, I'm just deceiving you all. I'm not working hard at all. I did nothing. Even though you, you are working really fucking hard and you're doing multiple things. I remember even when I was like at the lowest point of my like crisis at work, if people ask like, oh, do you want to call? Or like I said, I would hang out with someone. I would just do it anyway because I'm so used to just ignoring. Even if I'm like fucked at work, I'm like, nope, nope, follow through, follow through because this is your life all the time. So like if you never say, if you say no now, then you're just going to never enjoy life. So I just get used to being like, oh yeah, this is nothing. Something's nothing. And then you just like your mental and physical health like slowly chips away from you. But you're like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing because I need to get through life anyway. So like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I think the biggest wake-up call for me was just watching you deteriorate. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, if we don't change now or find healthier coping mechanisms, this is going to be the rest of our lives. And I used to think like, oh, my lifestyle is just chaotic only because I'm in school or like only because of this project. And I feel like once I... I'm a real adult. I'm going to have all my shit together. You know, I'm going to have all my ducks in a row. And now that I am an adult, I'm just like, holy crap, this is constant. It's not changing. Like, I'm still pulling all-nighters. I still eat, like, fast food and, like, all these unhealthy coping mechanisms because it's what has gotten me through all of these other difficult times. And I don't know any other way to survive or, like, to get all mm -hmm. my things done and completed. And I think people ask, like, oh, how's your mental health? I'm like, why is that even a question? <laughs> of, co of course, it's like not great. <laughs> to me, like not being not great is like the baseline. It's just average. It's normal. It, and I feel like we've both normalized it so much that it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like your back hurts, normal. Headache, normal. <laughs> Fainting, normal. And like, <laughs> because we have like this mental health podcast or just like talking about it. Everyone's like, oh, you must know things and like give advice. Like, holy crap, there is no advice that I really know because this is our coping mechanism, talking about it and just like sharing our experiences because we don't have all these coping mechanisms that other people might have if they have gotten help earlier. So I think mm -hmm. it's kind of like we are a work in progress trying to get these strategies and coping mechanisms and any help that we can get and sharing like what works and what doesn't work. But I think like, <laughs> I feel like getting help, like professional help though, like, holy shit, that's so fucking expensive. Like no one has oh a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars lying around for me to like go talk to someone about my problems. And they're like, oh, have you tried this? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Everything you're thinking, yes. Everything I can Google on the internet, yes. Like, can you not repeat this? Because every freaking minute that I talk to you, it's like a couple like hundred dollars I'm wasting. So let's <laughs> speed this up. Oh, I totally relate to that. I have like pages and pages. It's so sad because I was like looking at my journal from like last fucking year when I was like depressed and doing work and I was writing the same fucking tips. I was like, I'm going to try doing this thing. Oh, this is what I learned this week. Like this, this, and this might work. Let me approach this. I was like, I think I'm going to do well. I think I'm going to do well next project. I got this. I got this. And like towards the end when I'm hyper-focusing and I'm about to achieve something, I'm always so optimistic about the next project, but it always just like repeats. I remember you said it was like a wake-up call when I was deteriorating, but it was a wake-up call when you said that I was deteriorating because I was like, I am? And I think you were like, oh my God, you pulled four all-nighters a week for a couple of weeks and like no one's helping you. And I was like, huh. Oh, yeah. No. 
why did I not consider that people could help me? You offered, like, can I do anything? Both of us were like, no, I think I got it. But we were always going to say that. And people asked me for help. And I was like, no, I got it. I got it. And people were like, no, you should be vulnerable. You should. I was like, you don't know what this is like. If I asked for help every single fucking time, I would not be where I am now. Like, I got here because of my skills of deception. Well, that's what I think. I have to fix that. It's called survival skills, apparently, according to my therapist. But, like, it's always difficult to gauge, like, what things are the things that are like expected of me what things are impressive what things are like not acceptable what's an acceptable time for this what's not an acceptable time for this and it's just it's so confusing because you can't gauge how much effort is normal or how much time is normal what quality is normal unless i like look and observe other people and that's the only way i can like calibrate things i can never intuitively just know what it's supposed to be so i just assume everything i'm doing is like not good enough and i have to like cover up any effort i do for everything because i have to work so much harder than everyone else sometimes making a meal is just as hard as sending an email which is just as hard as creating a whole strategy roadmap <laughs> you know they're all oh my equally God. difficult so how the hell do i know what is easy or hard because everything is hard so what do I ask help for everything is the same it's same difficulty or same easiness it's just yeah it's one of these things as a task you just pick one up and you do it and I don't think about like oh is this supposed to be taking me this much time or not I'm just like yeah everything is like the same hours that I put into everything so I'm like okay cool I totally fucking relate to that. You get comments where it was way faster than expected and comments where it's way slower than expected. So you never know like where you are. And we also talked about how I think we both said we know some people with ADHD in our lives and it's very concerning because they all have a lot of issues with their health and they're always going to the doctor and they say they're happy, but they're like workaholics. And I feel like that's sometimes what you have to do with ADHD to do well. You just work all the fucking time and then you won't ever get distracted or behind. And I think we were looking at them and be like, oh my God, I don't want to be 40 by then. Like the toll that's going to take on our mental and physical health. But then I realized that like we've been doing this since high school and that was 10 years ago. So we had 10 years of all-nighters and stress and everything chipping away at us for 10 years. And when I went to the neurologist and I don't know, I have this like fucking tremor and I'm not even fucking grandma. I was playing cards with my grandma and I kept dropping the cards and she was like, what's wrong? And she was like laughing in the beginning, but then she was like, oh shit, I'm concerned. What, what's happening? And I went to the neurologist and they're like, oh, I think this is from stress. And I was like, what do you mean stress? I had it in high school. And then I didn't realize until talking to you, I was like, oh wait, high school was also stressful. When you told me you had tremors from stress, I was like, holy shit, I am not at that point where I have tremors from stress, but like, that's so concerning. You have a, you have a fucking cardiologist on hand, a neurologist, <laughs> a general doctor, a therapist, a psychiatrist. That's a lot of doctors for physical health issues. The general checkups, don't worry. Okay. Just hearing all of that, it costs you a lot of money and effort and energy. And you are younger in your 20s. And if we don't change this this will be forever until you like. <laughs> Wait, it's interesting that you say that because I actually think the opposite. Like I would look at you and I got like you have like migraines and you're sick and you don't feel. And I was like, oh, I'm not at that level. I'm grateful for my health. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm always. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Nelly said she had a week of news and she's been six years younger. I was like, oh, she experienced so much more pain than me. Like I hope she gets good health soon. So it's fucking funny hearing that you think that about me. Okay, I think it's because other people tell me, oh, you're so lucky or like, oh, you can do like all these things. Like, I don't know how you manage to do all of these multiple projects or multiple things at the same time. And 
because other people keep telling me that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am so lucky. I have all my shit together. Oh, this is amazing. And then I don't realize that this is difficult for me, but not in the same ways that it is difficult for other people. I used to have these huge migraines every single week when I was younger. And I just thought, why am I having this? Because I didn't sleep or whatever. But I think it was the constant stress. And it just became normal to me. So I would just take ibuprofen or take a nap and then wake up and then continue on. And then I would be so sleep deprived that I would faint in the train. And I think I blocked this out of my memory because if I don't sleep enough, the memory is just not forming. So I think like I just knocked out in the middle of a train. Everyone was so concerned. And I don't remember what happened because I think I was like unconscious. And then someone woke me up and I like, (laughs) I just stood back up and I was like, oh. Am I going to school or am I going home? I don't know which way the train is going. (laughs) I had to like look at the time, but it was like eight something. And I was like, PM or AM? Couldn't focus enough to like see us. I'm just going to wait it out and see like where it takes me. No one told me it was like not normal. So I feel like every time physical health issues come up because of stress or anxiety, I'm just like, oh, that's normal. Throwing up because from stress or anxiety is not normal. And I know this now, but before it was just like, oh, that's weird. Why do I do that? Oh, well, I guess that's just the thing that I do. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, I remember we were talking about this. The first time I fainted, I just like collapsed. I don't remember falling, but I just remember waking up on the floor and a stranger was shaking. He's like, are you okay, Miss? And I just like was like, oh, what? I need to find my friend. I just started walking. He's like, what? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine, fine, fine. I kept walking. And I was like, and I did that twice. Isn't it so strange that both of us, like when we fainted and woke up, we, we were not concerned that we fainted. We were just like, oh, where are we going? Huh? Where are we going? What is this? And I think we're so used to like jumping back up from like crises or like meltdowns or whatever. And then having to give a presentation and feeling like on top of your shit. And they're like at the end of the presentation, like, oh, wow, good job. Everything's all under control. I'm like, yep. Yes. Fucking got everything in order. And they're like, yeah, Juno's fucking efficient. And I'm like, LOL. Did you see me before this presentation? No. <laughs> And I think you get so good at pretending that everything is fine or convincing yourself and other people that everything is fine. Because once anyone knows the reality, it becomes way much of a bigger deal than like you think. I always think like, oh, I can have it in, in time. Previous experience that has shown me like, oh, I can complete this in a very short amount of time. But other people will freak out. That constant like pretending everything is fine or acting out of it as if you have all your shit together becomes so innate to you that you don't even know who to open up to for help Mm -hmm. or who to be like honest with. I think it's difficult because you don't function the same way as everyone else and you don't have anyone else who like functions like you to give you advice or like guidance. So it just feels like you're sitting in this fire by yourself, just chilling until someone says like, oh my God, you're you're catching on fire. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's almost worse or more difficult or more exhausting to try to explain your situation to someone else when you're like that because then you make everyone else panic and they're like trying to shake you up to be like, hey, you're fucked, you're fucked. There's no way you're going to get this. I used to have this routine where I went rock climbing every Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday. And I think in the beginning, whenever I was like literally about to launch a big ass project the next day, I would just go rock climbing. If I didn't do anything the whole day anyway, it's not fair for him to be like, oh yeah, I have to work, sorry. And at a certain point, that just becomes old. But I think one time I tried to explain the situation to him, like, oh, by the way, this is this is where I am right now. This is and he like fucking panicked. He was like, <gasps> and I could tell he was like so anxious. And I was like, you know, this was the case last week too, right? And like, I don't know, five other times in the last few months. Like, 
yeah and i was just chill i went to the rock climbing gym and next day i got the work in it was fine i mean i don't know how i put some miracles out of my ass but then he'll be like oh yeah like i know you work so hard for your projects all the time because you want everything to be perfect and, blah. and i was like what like i did this in a day it isn't two days and i fucking like pulled my hair out and i died like two times while doing this but like no one sees that shit and you're just like oh yeah i do work hard mm-hmm, yeah i know and i'm like no i actually don't and he's like no i know you're just like, underestimating your i'm like yeah i guess so blah 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 i'm like oh my god nobody knows what my situation is i think that's the case where everyone thinks you're like a super hard ass and you're like oh a perfectionist <laughs> and i'm like when I say I have nothing, I mean nothing. I'm not like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm trying to be modest. No, it's literally nothing. But I think it's just like in in their reality, this cannot be possible because they cannot foresee themselves doing it. But then for mm-hmm. us, it's like, oh, you want this in a day? You want this in the next day? Yeah, sure, cool. Like I can get it done. This has happened so many times that it's your new normal. Because the mental models we have are so different than the mental models other people have. Like I remember when I was writing questions for my work there was like a 30 pressure 30 page guide and i was like oh my god what the hell is this guide but then i like attended this other meeting where someone else was getting a review and i was like oh okay i see how this is useful so i just like skimmed the entire thing and then i just started writing and i feel like i would think that it's just like i'm intuitively getting these things but it's because it's in the back of my head because i just skimmed it but i feel like we can never trust the processes that other people give us because i don't know if it's making it worse for me or better for me because sometimes it just confuses us more because we don't need certain steps and it's kind of like how other people need to make like mind maps i think you were talking about this to be more creative and think about ideas and like think like you know not linearly like think in like big connections and circles and like that's already our brains it's really hard for me to describe movies or tv shows or whatever but I feel like for one specific like scene and like the the story in that scene, then I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But then like mm. other times I'm, I feel like I have everything jumbled up. So I talk about this one scene and the other scene. For other people, it's like this timeline. I also do this when I talk about my own memories. Like I'll try to go in chronological order and say what I was doing last year. And I was like, wait, wait, no, no, no. That was in July. Okay, and this one was actually winter. Wait, 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 sorry. I, <laughs> but I'll tell the whole story and then I'll correct it afterwards when I like realize things don't line up. Yeah, I know. It's so wacky. And I guess it's pretty difficult for people to understand like how our minds actually work. I watched so many videos and read articles on what it feels like to have ADHD prior to even knowing that I'm living it. And I was like, oh, wow, these things sound pretty normal to me. But the light bulb never went off in my head. So... Of course, everyone's experience is different, and hopefully this is interesting to jump into our shoes for a hot sec. And if anyone would like to share their experience with us, we are actively looking for people with ADHD to interview about their experiences struggling with ADHD and work and productivity. Slide into our DMs! <laughs> yeah, and we won't be posting or publishing this anywhere. This is purely for like research and design purposes. So, And if you want more information, just hit us up. Catch you in the next one! Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Addies and a Coffee, Please.